0: Wake up in the morning feeling like. Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own
2: me.
3: Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes, yes or no? Just because I'm a woman.
4: <laughs> I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones, and this is the Try Hards Podcast.
5: Last Sunday at Twickenham, history was made. The Barbarians faced the Red Roses for the first time ever. We headed to the post-match function to find out all the gossip from the day and the week that had preceded it. Right, I finally tracked down my fellow try-hard and obviously she's never far from the coaching team because she's a massive brown nose.
4: No, I think you should do the introductions here. What's it been like with this woman this week? Um, To be fair, I I genuinely was... um, I was, I was pretty chuffed to get the call up because, uh, well, you're rugby royalty, to be fair. Um, I had the privilege of playing against this lady far too many times. And at the age of 83, she <laughs> came to the World Cup in England. And we thought, oh, here we go. Take her on, you know. She's not going to have the moves that she would. And she absolutely schooled us in the World Cup final. Got binned for being an absolute psycho. And uh, came back on. And, uh, yeah, yeah, got the win for her team, unfortunately. So, Anna Richards, yeah. hello.
6: I, I was actually 84. <laughs> <laughs> I was 84, and I was still, I, I thought I could throw a step here and there, but it wasn't <laughs> happening. But, yeah, no, nice to be on board the try hard, So I've listened from afar. It's been bloody, uh, it's been awesome.
4: <laughs> <laughs> We've said no swearing, so good correction. Sorry about that. There's so, how has this week been, Anna?
6: Look. It's been awesome. It's been such a privilege, a pleasure. The girls are great. Who would have known they had great dance moves? I thought they none of them. They're all the white girls, no moves at all. But they challenged the the other girls, the island girls, who thought they had the moves. Um, I've got to say though, I was hugely, hugely disappointed when the uh, the management rap team didn't win. Baba's Got Talent. It's a travesty.
4: It was good. Um, we'll try and get a video of that out because actually, Anna was dressed like a gangster with a massive magnum of champagne, um, rapping uh, to the team. But in terms of like the crack and getting behind, like as a player, being part of it as a coach, and especially alongside Birdie, what, like you're over in America, has it been different over here?
6: Yeah, I think um, it's been nice because we've had more time together. Like the, over in America it just felt like it was so quick and it was it was crazy and we had no time and, and we kind of gelled but this this week's been great because we've had a bit of time with the boys, we showed them up in touch, actually we showed them up big time in touch <laughs> uh, and uh, just spending time with them, the sponsors, the
5: committee, it's been really cool. And obviously not to do any disservice to these girls that you had in the States but… This time around, you've had a couple of World Cup winners in this squad and some real, when people, if you said to somebody, write down five names from women's rugby of the past decade, a few of the names that have been in this squad this week are the first names on that sheet. So what's that been like coaching? Almost a dream team. I, I actually wanted to jump on the pitch, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I couldn't.
6: Cause
4: fact, every time I could, I challenged Anna to basically hit me wherever I was running, and I wasn't allowed to check. <laughs> and so uh, it was too easy passing, so I said, right, kick it. So she kicked it with her right foot. I said, like, oh, this woman's too ridiculous. Kick it with your left foot, and she did it. So I, li- honestly, you could have come out there. Absolutely, I would have I made your tackles, but I would have tried if you didn't want to do that.
6: Oh, I would have just been a pivot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was great, like... I, I think it's the most amazing experience for these guys, and for me, being able to coach with Birdie, who is I've known forever, yeah, and I've had a few things I wish I didn't know, <laughs> but uh, it, it's hard to describe, eh, eh Nolly. It's uh, you know, this morning we warmed up with a bit of Zumba. I've never seen Rockstar concentrate on her dance move so much. <laughs> like, she actually put my, some more effort into the Zumba than she did into the the and fair play to her. She turned fifty this week in camp and like, well honestly she said she turned fifty and now i find out she's thirty eight and I wonder what I wanna know why she's so slow.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so harsh. Nah just joking. Rockstar's amazing. I love her. She's been brilliant. So one thing this week that you've had that you didn't have in the States is, is that time with the blokes and what's it been like kinda of coaching alongside Pat Lamb as well? What's that been like? It's funny, we were at the Killick
6: for um, our sponsor's uh, call and it's very posh, you know. So I'm from dirty old Uramit, which is Timaru backwards, so it's a little South South Island town. And uh, I've known Pat forever. And he said, who would have thought you and I would be coaching the bar bars and we'd be at this flash place and we'd be playing at Twickenham. It's like it's a dream.
5: So the one thing that everyone wants to know when it comes to Barbarians Week, we don't really care about the playing. We don't really care about the squads. What've they been like on the beers? Can't remember because she was wasted.
6: <laughs> we actually do care about the play,
5: <laughs> but we care about playing on and off the
6: pitch. Yeah, you know these girls are the huge, hugely representative women's rugby, and they care hugely about what we we, we needed to turn up today.
4: And uh, you know they've they've had such a cool week. So at so at the start of the week, um, did a really cool introduction to um, all the players. It got quite emotional, right? It was like yeah. it was good. And um, I brought a, an award from New Zealand, um, so I don't promote the fact that I was grew up in New Zealand. And when I told Anna, she went, "No wonder you're a good player." Oh, <laughs> so wow. basically, claiming that because I lived in Palmerston North, that's what I can chuck a ball about. Yeah. But it's, it's actually funny, like we did the kind of the same thing in America and it
6: didn't get it as emotional as it got. And there was some really cool stuff that came out,
4: um, just to get to know you. In- including Gail. Gail Mignon, our only French player. Described how when she played mini rugby with the boys, her dad said, "No cry," and uh, so she had to play. She got smashed. No cry, Gail No cry. So whenever anyone got a bit emotional, all week it's like nicely, Nolly. Yeah, <laughs> I cried at Anna's speech. She didn't even say anything good. I just I find, cried it. And <laughs>
6: I'll, I'll back that up. I wasn't there. Everyone good. got on the bus. <laughs> I heard everyone got on the bus and she was in I, tears. Mate, she. I was like, every time I turned around, Nolly was crying. I was like, what now? Quite Quite much, holy
4: shit. I dropping the ball. That's all. <laughs> Honestly, as a coach, right, it, it, it's genuinely amazing to, to work with female coaches. Now, I, I'm really lucky because I work with Giselle um, at Waspies. And she's hey, she's here. She can't, can't hear you. don't right. have to sack up all the time. Well, no, go away. <laughs> um, I've got you into a posh function, mate. <laughs> You've dressed like a zebra. What was I saying? Yeah, so to work with Giselle is brilliant, but to work with Anna is just awesome. And you can and you can see, and now she's working with us, like the... Um, the expectations like it's about fun and then every now and again she'll pull us in and be like she'd say in the nicest way possible get your beat together girls because this is rubbish and the best line in training was when there was a grid and we kept going outside the grid and she went so this this cones down and um, this is the area it's not hard we were
5: like okay what what is it like on a on a more kind of emotional level to hear things like that. So I don't know if you listened, we had Snowy on the podcast after the US trip and, and she talked at great length about what it was like to be coached by a woman like you. What's that like for you? Do you do you feel like a bit of a kind of flag waver and a beacon carrier doing
4: things like this? LJ's a proper feminist, so just go with it.
6: It's, I mean, it's, it's really tough. Like, I, I'm kind of new to the coaching international side of things, so. So, I, and you're always learning, like as a player I was always learning, and I just want to be able to inspire and make people better, and sometimes I get it really wrong, like, you know, I told, I told Nolly the other day, I said, you know what, Noll, I don't think I've ever seen you drop so many balls in your life. <laughs>
5: <Awesome>. <laughs> harsh with her. Harsh with her. Yeah, harsh
6: with her. And, um, and it's just like, because I know what a quality player she is. She's very, she's quality. She's not bad, is she? Yeah, she's awesome.
5: She's awesome. She's got gnarled hands. (laughs) A lot they've been dug up from a grave. She's got
6: even, she's got even worse
4: thumbs than I've got. Oh, honestly, we've compared some injuries. Anna was talking about. In fact, I actually think the last time we were at Twickenham together was um, England sevens v New Zealand Maori sevens. Oh yeah, so 30 seconds.
6: I kicked off one pass. Nolly could have just stepped and gone around me. No, she stepped, put her head down ran straight into me. (laughs) Split my mouth open. Um, I kind of found myself on my knees. There was a pool of blood underneath me. Uh, I was like, "Okay, get back in the line, Richards, you're a pussy. (laughs) And uh, played it out and then the ref sent me off. They filled my lip with a lot of uh, Vaseline, played most of the game, and then I had to
4: go get 50 stitches. But she told all this story to the group about getting injured and stuff. And I sat in the group thinking, I played in that game. I I was out there and I remember Anna getting injured. And then she went, it was bloody you, Nolly. (laughs) It was your head. So that was a lot. In fact, that was the last time we were at Twickenham together, I think. Yeah. And you still
5: picked her? Well, I had no say in the place. Let's be honest. (laughs) Her legend goes ahead of her, doesn't it? So there's a lot of chat now that we're going to see the Barbarians in Cardiff a bit later this year. We're going to see you there.
6: Look, I think it's uh, one of those things with the Barbarians, you need to change manage management like you change the players. So hopefully I'll get uh, on, the, on the whip back in a year or so, I'll get another chance. But it's good time to pass it over again. And
4: on that note, we've actually got someone that makes a few decisions with the Barbarians. Fev Dockley! Welcome to the podcast. We've talked so much about you. And finally, you're an actual person. Welcome. A- Hello. Have you had a good day? I'm absolutely shattered. What are you talking about? You haven't done anything. I need my second win for tonight. So, should we tell everyone about your week? You've been great, been organized, read out the team, total <laughs> emotional wreck, lip
3: quiver, stuttering. The chin wobble came out, yeah, um, yeah it was, because I think I realized I was about to announce the most historic team and then it took control of me and I couldn't stop it and I was told not to cry. And to stop talking, no cry. Like, cry, don't talk like a weirdo, and have a word with yourself. <laughs> i percent <was>, the team. <laughs> I was better round two, though, surely. No, she's, although I think it's
4: because you had Anna's eyes boring into your skull. <laughs> Jason on the side. Yeah. No emotion, Anna's coming in.
5: Stockers, I know that behind the scenes, you've been a driving force behind this game, the tour earlier this year to the US, what went on last year as well. Not a lot of people realise that everyone's unpaid on this, the players are getting maybe a little bit of expenses, if that, physios, no one's getting paid. So how hard is your job in getting people to
3: sign up for this? It's been very few people that have said no. And uh, people that have said no have, because they had another commitment or they were away on holiday, no one says no to it. It's have you seen those blue eyes? Nothing.
4: Those blue eyes, those eyelashes battering away? To be fair, they don't see my blue eyes when I stalk when them you on Facebook, on <laughs> <laughs>
3: Insta, So, what, so Talk us through
4: Sene. So you knew that Sena could be a shout, you knew she was over in a Touch World Cup, you thought oh, I'd
3: drop her a message, I, and you didn't just drop her one message, did you? No, I, I did every form of social media, <laughs> including the one that Nolly didn't know about Facebook, she's so old now. Oh, don't. She, she didn't know what Facebook was, but I did, I stalked on everything, and then I started texting people that I knew were with her, <laughs> so that she would, and turn well, yeah. like, yeah. Tanya Rossa. I was like, come on, get to, get her to read her messages. And uh, of course, being Sene, as we know, being the most wonderful person, the nicest
5: person in rugby. Spent the
3: next t- two days apologising for not answering my messages.
5: So stop, because that's a big question about like organisation and stuff like that. But another big question that I've got
3: is why are you drinking halves? Well, if they'd given me a pint glass, I'd have filled a pint glass, but they only gave me a half with the free beer on the I table. I think it's because
4: it's a long old afternoon. Hang on, RJ. I'll just see it away. And um, Yay! in fact, I'm going to go back to rugby just whilst Anna's here because she looks, she's looking sober. So. Um, just quickly, how nice is it to see a lot of your Black Ferns, girls you played alongside, but also girls you've supported, coming out and playing alongside different people? And Sui in particular, as absolutely outstanding game. Um, how cool is that for you? Because obviously you got, you know, you've got the, the closest with all of us, but they're the ones that they're your teammates.
6: Well, I, I was lucky enough to play with all those girls. Funnily enough. I know I'm, I'm old, You're but not quite old. that old. But, uh, yeah, it's really good because you don't get a lot of opportunities down in NZ because everybody thinks it's the end of the earth, and it is. And uh, being able to give some of those girls who have, have stepped out of the Blackfin frame another opportunity, you know, just to show their wares. you yeah, And that's another thing today, you know, uh, giving the likes of Millie, uh, Would an opportunity. I thought she had a storming game, and And that's what that's the beauty about I the barbers. Does. Sorry
4: about that. Yeah,
6: <laughs> and in spite of that, she still had an amazing <laughs> game.
4: <laughs> T-shirt, <Same>
6: T-shirt, <laughs> it's, it's barbers gives people a platform to show their wares,
5: and I, I
4: think it's a great opportunity. Well, you need to go and get a drink. I'm sure don't drink too much yet, because I'm sure you'll get fined for some of your behaviour.
5: Thank you so much, Anna. Cheers, girls, love you. We'll see you next year when you're back. Stockers. It was alluded to then. There's a court a little bit later on. There is. Who's getting punished? Tell me. Off the record.
3: Sheep, the Sheep Police have been on file all week. So who recorded. are the Sheep Police? Talk to me about so this. The Sheep Police are undercover.
5: Oh, right, okay. Yeah,
3: so there's three of them. I think people probably do know who they are, but <laughs> there's three undercover Sheep Police. Right. And at the moment, they've been collating everything, that any cock-up, any lateness, any missing your little sheep. Yeah. Um, that's all been recorded. I'm sure I've done a few things that I'll get fined for, oh. including being late because I'm going to get back. I can't wait to get in the shower and <laughs> sort out the barnet.
5: So are you sad that it's over or happy that it oh, happened? Mate, Talk I to me about have. your emotions now. I mate. will have
3: Tour Blues next week. Really? We'll all be, yeah, and we'll all be on the group. So I set up a WhatsApp group for every single time we have a tour to give them information, to get them to introduce themselves to each other. And uh, this is the fourth game and not one single person has left any of the groups. They're all still active. Yeah. Right back from 2017. So, and they start we'll up We keep trying, but then we keep getting <laughs> added in. <laughs> To be fair, Heather Kerr was a bit mean to me in the first week and I took her out of the group for a good 30 minutes. Oh, so. wow. Yeah, which uh, was much merriment to the rest of the people in the group. Stockers,
5: I lost my train of thought whilst you were answering that then because I I spotted something on your left wrist. <gasps> it's here. When did you get it?
3: Um, at two weeks ago. So yeah,
5: Stockers has got a little sheep tattoo on her wrist. How what's the uptake been like for it? How many people have got it, or are we not allowed to know that? I
3: reckon if I could have got a tattooist into camp like you wanted on Friday, I half a, half the squad would have had one somewhere on their really? body. Really, Nolly, you Absolutely. gonna get one? Props. Nolly's got some like really high-end
5: artwork, so. Um, whoa. <laughs> careful, Nolly. Careful. Right on that note, I'm gonna let you both get back to your halves of lager. Especially um, I, I like dug in. you out for drinking a half there, stockers. Nolly's already told me she's drinking shandy.
3: And mate, and we've got. Um,
4: six magnums of Paul Roger when we get back to just that. get the sponsor's name in there get the sponsor's name in there big
3: yeah. on, point. On, on behalf of the
4: tryhards you have been nominated for tryhard of the week many oh, a time a um, but I think you've, to be fair you are the biggest tryhard for getting all of this off the ground I'm going to say it in public well done, I've said it enough you're sure you my mean friend <laughs> nah sure no, look well you know done. you know what soccer is um in all seriousness, I, I played a, for a long time and I couldn't have asked for a better week to potentially finish off a career out there and it wouldn't have happened without you. And to do it in black and white stripes I started with, um, with you and Rockstar and Tam and George and all the girls, Birdie, Anna, like, I, I, it's been epic. So thank you for all your hard work and big try hard.
3: Thank you very much.
4: <laughs>
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
5: Obviously, Nolly's already mentioned it, but one of her former wards at Hartbury College, Millie Wood, also turned out for the Barbarians last week. Here's what she had to say about her time in camp. I'm now joined by Millie Wood, who, if you didn't know, was coached by Nolly Waterman. She <laughs> loves to get that into every conversation. What's it been like playing with the old girl again this week?
0: Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Uh, I mean, she is a world-class ca- fullback, isn't she? You really can't deny that. You don't have to be nice to her. <laughs> no, I do. I've been told <laughs> I have to. She said, you can have the mic if you're nice. So um, there's obviously
5: been a piece in um, in The Telegraph of Kate Rowan this week yeah. about your relationship with mm-hmm. Nolly and starting out and... Um, Really emotional and I know that you talked about it earlier in the week in yeah. camp but she got really emotional uh-huh. so on a genuine level has it has it been for you a very special experience to it has, share this yeah. with her?
0: You know because we've never actually looked back at the time that we spent together at heartbreak there's never been an occasion for us to say oh let's sit down and talk about you know what we went through and how it made us you know the, the people we are today and it was a good occasion to kind of reflect on that and honestly for me to say thank you and kind of half tell her how grateful I am because I'm so bad at words and, and you're sending nice messages to make an occasion of it and to have you know something like a, an article in the Telegraph with some nice photos and stuff for me to be able to sit next to her and say you know how she really shaped me as a young person and, and, and what I went through and for her to also you know recall things that even I'd forgotten and it yeah. was so lovely and we did this you know two minute Kind of introduction of ourselves when we first arrived in camp, and I'm not somebody who you know opens up to many people. And within 30 seconds, I was crying my eyes out, and then the whole room was gone. And it was just that kind of recognition of the fact that we both know how special this week was going to be, and it it really didn't disappoint on the pitch.
5: So for those who don't really know the background, you lost your mum very early in your time at yeah. Hartbury, and and Nolly was there for you as a coach Absolutely. and as a friend during yeah, that yeah. time. So. How much was she responsible for you staying in rugby? Because probably at that
0: time it would have been very easy for you to take a step back and and not bother to continue playing. Oh, definitely. You know, I I said in that interview, you know, if I didn't have heartbeat, I don't know what I would have turned to to channel all my emotion and my energy. And, you know, I was back at heartbeat on the Monday having had it happen on the Saturday because, like I say, it it was such a safe zone and I had my A-level, so I had, you know, different things, non-sport, to channel it through. And then the rugby as well and having someone like Nolly who told me herself, you know, she'd been through something similar and I just knew that if I needed her in whatever capacity it was, I could find her and that for me just knowing that that was kind of you know, a comfort zone there and to just go and still push myself and what I was doing because I, I like to achieve anyway and I don't think that, w- I wanted it to knock me off track. So yeah, it was, it was the best place for me to be and I'm so grateful. You've been in with a great old friend this week but you've also been surrounded by lots of amazing new kind of yeah. female role models. Is it, is it a bit of a cliche or is it friends for life, this barbarian setup. <laughs> no, it really is and I honestly, as somebody who's a very, you know, I'm a big, big introvert and I don't do well in social situations and you know, the girls have just keep me out of my comfort zone chatting to people from all over the world and really getting to know them and it is a cliche but it's a cliche because it's so true and I'm I'm really looking forward to what comes next. I don't want this week to end, don't get me wrong, but what's going to come next is you know just blossoming friendships and hopefully you know we'll be able to get together at some point in the future. So this week it's been a real mix of old and
5: I mean really, (laughs) really old. (laughs) and young and you're one of the youngest. What's it been like on
0: the beers? Have you buried them or have they really led the charge and and shown what they're made of? No, honestly, first night it was Nolly that kept me up till one. My roomie had gone to bed by about half 10, 11. I tried to escape twice. I put my jacket on, was out the door and Nolly handed me a pint, told me to sit down. I was at the lift pressing the button frantically and Nolly swooped me away again into hotel bar till one. Uh, no, they've they've showed us, you know, how they can drink and the stamina that they've got and us young ones have been left behind. <laughs> well, Mills, I think you're gonna need a bit more
5: stamina because tonight you've got caught. So on that note, after an exceptional performance today, you really impressed. Thank Congratulations you. on an amazing week. Thank you. Very much. And we look forward to seeing you in the black and white stripes of the Barbarians
0: again very soon. Thank you for having me. Thanks for <laughs> the
5: yeah. It wasn't just an historic day for the players on Sunday. At last, the RFU recognised the efforts of female officials in the international game. I am uh, post-match joined by Claire Daniels, who today has received her blazer. Um, Claire, how many, how many times have you refereed international women's matches? Well, apparently, 34 test matches. it's taken until now to get your blazer. How special was that today?
7: I think today was extremely special. Just to have that that recognition that the female uh, referees in the female test arena get presented with that that blazer, as the guys do when they referee tier one tests. Um, It's fantastic. Um, It's taken a few years, but finally... um, the recognition is coming the, for the way for the female match officials and it's just getting bigger and better and, and so it's wonderful and it's a huge privilege. And obviously you were doing subs today for this match. Yes. How, how big a game is this?
5: Can, say ten years ago, could you imagine England playing Barbarians in a women's match at Twickenham ahead of the men's?
7: No, absolutely not. I mean, to have... You know, the female game has come on so much I mean when I was refereeing sort of women's premiership back in the day um, well I could still run around and not seize up but you know you might get five ten people watching yeah. and it was on a second team pitch somewhere so to be here now see you know the Red Roses playing a Barbarians team at Twickenham, with a wonderful crowd, a wonderful atmosphere. Um, I don't know how many there were there, but there was seventeen thousand. I think they called it. it. incredible, isn't it? It's fantastic. And you think back to the 2010 World Cup when they had the semi-finals and the finals at the Stoop. There were yeah. 14,000 yeah. to watch that. Yeah. So to have seventeen thousand watching the Roses against the Barbarians is just shows you how how much the games come on, and it's absolutely fast, fantastic. Not only for the players, the spectators, but also for the referees as well, because, you know, just as the game's improved, refereeing has to improve and we have to grow and develop and with it as well. So it's a wonderful opportunity for the match officials too. But that's your day job now, isn't it? You're you're part of that team who are developing
5: and managing these referees. And how much is, you know, it's difficult because obviously you were a referee yourself, but the quality changing, the fact that we're now seeing women, the likes of Sarah Cox, one of your awards, refereeing english prem rugby games how how much has there been a sea change in officiating and, and how high is the quality now of women's officials there's been a
7: huge sea change and i think it, look i, I think I'm, I'm very honored to a referee 34 test but when i was at my heyday so to speak there wasn't very many of me yeah. doing it so you've got a lot more opportunities nowadays there's so many more um women coming into officiating and that just drives the stand is up as well, um, and so we've got the likes of Joy Neville, Sarah Cox, Holly Davidson, Amy Barrett, you know, uh, uh, Amy Barrett on, some wonderful match officials across the globe, and to have these girls who are bloody good referees yeah. refereeing the pinnacle of the women's game, um, you, I've always been a believer. If you if you can't see it, you can't be it. Massively, so. if... Now we've got younger players, we've got younger female players and younger, you know, male players seeing female match officials and this will become the norm Um, and and that's so, you know, in years to come, there won't be any, you know, big hoo-ha or or media around females being the first. It will just be the norm and when we're at that stage, you know, even happier. So I do um,
5: like talks to lots of girls around this sport, and actually Nolly asked me to speak to her Centre of Excellence skills a little while ago, and we talked to them about the fact that even if they don't go on to play for England, they might be 16, 17 now, it doesn't mean that their life in rugby stops, so what are the pathways for them if they want to go into officiating? Do
7: you know what, it's really interesting because um, part of my role as well is to you know get out and, and promote officiating to female players, because you're absolutely right. Um, Everybody comes in and they want to play. Uh, but we look at some of the, the top male match officials now, and even someone like Sarah Cox, uh, Wayne Barnes, Luke Pierce, they started refereeing when they were 14, 15, 16, 17, and now look where they are. So we still got a lot more work to do to work with coaches and to work yeah. with teams at all levels but of the women's game to promote match officiating as a pathway. Because what I would say to anybody thinking about it, if you're a player and you've even thought about it, you don't have to stop playing. Yeah. You can do a bit of refereeing, have a go, and then if you decide, actually, I might want to give this a real push, you can make that transition and you're already two or three steps up on that ladder. Um, and especially with some of these players out there today, I mean, I'm always talking to someone and they get sick death of me, boring them about, look, have you thought about moving yeah. to the dark side? And, um, you know, any young women or any young girls out there thinking about it, the opportunities now with the 15s globally, with the sevens globally, as amazing opportunities um, and i would say i'd urge anybody that wants to have a go with a whistle get in touch
5: So get in touch. in touch you've talked about women being at the uh, the pinnacle now and, and referees being at the pinnacle of the women's game as it should be we've just seen the refereeing panel for the world cup in japan this year by 2023 do you think we are going to see assistant referees or even women in
7: the middle of those games do you know what lj there's no reason why that couldn't happen um and just like i don't think the women's game should exclusively be for for, for female referees yep. the male game is not exclusively for male referees but it has to be on performance um and a merit based so i firmly believe certainly when you look at some of our top 15s to 7 girls coming through now is that there will be somebody um at that world cup a female in some capacity officiating in 2023 that would make me even happier than i am today but there's absolutely no reason why not because um Female referees are good enough. Um, They're given the support, given the um, the the opportunities and the chances. And if people believe, and we need to have the people that are going to make the decisions to believe in the ability of these girls, there's absolutely no reason why they won't be a female match official in 2023. So, from your experience of officiating on these games and and
5: refereeing back in the day when you were in the middle, is there a player who was so gobby on the pitch you thought, right, she's the one, she's the one who needs to come on our side?
7: It's really funny because. Back in the day when I was in the middle, I used to have running commentary with LaToya Mason, who played nine for England. Yes. And actually now, uh, I can remember when England played New Zealand, down in New Zealand, in a test series in 2013. She was chopsing at me then, and I said to her, you know, LaToya, come on. You're refereeing this game for me. <laughs> you need to think about it. And now, she's refereeing up in, the, uh, up in Yorkshire, and she's coming through the system, and she's doing really, really well. Fantastic. Uh, always a scrum half funny that what
5: about our noz i know you played against her back in the day so would do you reckon she's got a future in it or she, is fitness oh, gonna let her down i don't know
7: <laughs> can she multitask no she's terrible <laughs> i know. yeah i mean i Nolly walterman one of the most well-respected players in the in the game uh, a fantastic ambassador for the sport and i do remember i think back in the days very many years ago <laughs> when i played for tour rugby in somerset she played with minor barbarians I think we may have crossed on the pitch, but... Um, no, she'd actually make a good referee, but don't tell her that.
5: All right, we'll keep it. We'll keep this one from her. We'll let her hear it. Good Thanks talk. for your time, Claire. No worries, thank, thank you. you. Nolly made a new friend last week, and it sounds like she dominated him on the beers a little bit. We couldn't have a Barbarians podcast without letting Joe Marler have the last word. Is your phone on aeroplane mode? What for? Because last time I interviewed you, you answered it
2: mid-interview. Was it an important call? Was it an important interview? More to the point, Joe. Uh, the fact that I answered my phone.
4: Probably not. Right, no, I'm, I'm int- afraid
2: my phone is on, not on airplane Mike because my wife is expecting on Tuesday, so if she rings, I need to shoot. But I'm all yours for now.
5: Baby number three, that is. Am I right? Tre. Tre. So how's it been? Getting a last week away before the madness ensues. Was is it been mad in camp? Madder than at home?
2: Uh, it's been carnaged and I'm carnage, and I've, I managed to get away with it by maybe telling a couple of porcupines with how serious they take it at the bar bars, it's just straight up professional. Because <laughs> she doesn't even know I really play rugby professionally, which is great. But so I just say, Yeah, the bar bars it's just very professional, you know, this team gets together. She's like cool. And then every morning I've spoken to her, she's gone, Oh, you sound a bit ropey this morning.
4: Aircon. Aircon in the <laughs> room. <laughs> Correct. That's the one And I went,
2: Yeah, she went you go out last night again, did you? And I went yeah, she's like, "Hmm, it's all right. Kids are fine here. <laughs> I'm only nine months pregnant. I hope you're enjoying yourself." I was like, "Oh," but no it'd be it'd be nice to get back after a hectic but week
4: and a bit of rugger this afternoon. It was unbelievably hot out there. Oh
2: my god, it was my worst nightmare. Yeah. Woke up this morning, the sun was shining, and even I'm your like, hair's
4: gone blonde. Oh Did you put some sun in in a Bit of
2: lemon, <laughs> you know, a bit of lemon.
4: So, So have you had a nice week? Because we actually, what
2: was it, we had the privilege. uh, Wednesday,
4: I think, sat opposite each other, didn't we, Mr. Marler? And were you, were you expecting the lols from Knowles that night?
2: (laughs) Sorry, what? Yeah, you're welcome.
4: (laughs) She's as bad as Brand Hask at this point. The lols from Knowles. (laughs) I just made it up on I the spot I was to gonna say, say I don't know what to say to them. hang on right <laughs> now I will say right so we sat down and I was like oh, I'll be good crack um we've got a girl called Chopper um I don't actually know her real name we sat next to Joe, and I've been calling oh, her the, SK she? yeah she oh, is okay, the one yes. I call her SK all week because she looks like a serial killer anyway <laughs> I tried explaining this um to uh, Mr. Marla and um, he didn't quite get it until he looked in her eyes and was like, yeah, she he will was, slip she my was throat. Full on, you know. And then we had um, we had Richard Hibbard there. He was quite quiet, wasn't he? Not going to lie. He was a bit a bit bit shocked by it all. Well,
2: he didn't really have a choice about <laughs> being quiet, did he, Nolly? <laughs> you know, someone had a few um, beverages in her.
4: I had a couple of Espresso Martini's. I mean, oh those my things make
2: me I was me absolutely rattle. stunned. Like I told you that night, when I've worked with uh, women rugby teams before. I've been blown away by. I thought you know that I could be slightly inappropriate at times and sort of <laughs> that sort of humour, um, you know, pushing the boundaries on stuff. Working with the Quinns ladies and then working with you ladies this week, another level. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers, all of you. Did you and miss you us when we the left there? Well it was slightly quieter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: You've obviously been in camp environments before though, so how much of a different kind of not level has it been, but but how different in general has it been to be involved with a women's team at the same time?
2: It's been really cool actually, like yeah. hasn't it's a nice it? Vibe. Like, 'Cause and I said it to you and a couple of the girls, I was like, I've met you girls in passing mm. and I know you know Go of to you, dinners and stuff like di- that. And I know yeah, of yeah. you playing the game and all this lot, but not on a personal level and get to know you girls. And I randomly met, I can't, oh, what was her name? I think she's from Finland.
4: Oh, Finney fin- <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Tova from Sweden. No, 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 it's Finny.
2: Oh, oh Finney from Finland. Oh,
4: Finny. 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 I actually don't know her name. Anita. You're not. Yeah. So you spent the week with all these Finny's ladies <laughs> from across the world. You've not at bothered was. to get to
2: know their names?
4: Well, why would you know, need to know them when it they know right. their name? Uh, Do you know char- my real name?
2: Uh, Danielle.
4: All oh, right, Nors. Actually, Daniel. Stop stalking me. <laughs> Danielle.
2: Um, <laughs> No, it's funny because I was sat next to uh, Finn from Finland, (laughs) Finny from Finland, and randomly she was like, oh, where are you from? I said, oh, I'm from near Brighton, but I say that. She's like, oh, whereabouts? I said, oh, this place called Heafield, and she went, pardon? I was like, why? She was like, oh, I was there last week. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I've got a friend called Charlotte or something from Heafield, and I was like, random, I'm not into all that sort of Weird stuff. Stuff.
5: six degrees of separation kind of uh, Kevin Bates
2: it was crazy Kid- and it was really it was really nice actually We
3: to know also, you guys, we girls. also had a good
4: oh uh, Spit his hand in ketchup um, we also uh, had a good good uh, time playing Touch Rugby yes and oh my god the Sh- Bosch from Tova
2: Sh- Shuey on Sh- Pier- Pierre
4: Schumann Sh- Schumann he shouldn't have Thought. kicked the ball she yeah. Thought. Yeah, did a back heel, thinking he was he good. He loved it. Tova genuinely weighs 58 kilos. Uh, yeah, she caught him off guard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god, it was off balance, off guard. Uh, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant moment. Was
4: it interest? Was it like? Oh god, I've said it. Damn.
2: Interesting. Yeah,
4: interesting. we also interesting. Was, what um, interesting? Like seeing us chucking a ball about and actually seeing that we could, you know, because it wasn't like.
2: We expecting us to
4: be able to play. I know that, and, I, and without being patronising to the women's game, like because actually, if you've not been around it that much, no, co- you're not going to know of how we play or whatever. Obviously, you've probably have you seen Quinns very it much. It was, uh, no, not
2: probably really. Probably not had that much time no, because no, you're busy no. with your no, really. stuff. No, it was. It was like eye opening to actually go. Oh my god, they've got skills. Oh yeah. my god, they're <laughs> wheels. Oh my god, they can <laughs> knock. 120 <laughs> kilo prop off his feet when he's you South know, African psycho do you know yeah. what I mean so <laughs> it was oh, phenomenal and it was just really good to, to also see the the spirit you lot had engaged in as well <laughs> you know you were going for it as well and um, no it was, oh, sorry oh, I just oh. need to check that if that is
4: oh no oh hang no, on no it's not her it's fine it's oh. not in labour no fine update I There's was going to no do a really harsh joke about oh it's another woman but that's really harsh because it's not so yeah, it's not a joke is it it's not I, funny. Know, I don't think it's Daisy's funny, is gonna no. listen to it so oh, okay, it's fine. you'll be you right. We it. can <laughs> make it if you want and
2: edit it. No. No, it's <laughs> been brilliant, mate, and it's been brilliant um getting to know all the boys on a personal level, but that bit more special, um, joining with the women and uh in your first game at Twickenham it was brilliant it so you're going to come back at you, although nah, you packed it in nah come on mate nah They'll have another made fixture. a couple of cover tackles
4: saved a couple of tries oh sorry about that God. Nah, and was rubbish and attack but because I've got no wheels left <laughs> and I'm <laughs> unfit um, the tackle was a fluke um, but yeah I, I just think from my perspective being a barbarian it's been epic being part of the boys I, it genuinely couldn't have been a better week go I, I've got, got to shoot, shoot off um, it's, it's been a pleasure of <laughs> oh, oh, she's gone and finished <laughs> both of us got to go Right, thanks LJ. Thanks Thanks for coming on.
2: Thanks LJJ. J. -J 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 What's
4: your middle name, Jay? William George. No, it's not. You're not that posh.
2: I am, darling.
4: Bye for now. (laughs) Bye bye. Thank you, ladies. So
5: there you have it, part two of our Barbarians podcasts. We really hope you enjoyed them and we'll be back the week after next from the Beer It Sevens.
1: target.